Welcome to the Boost Health Podcast, where we are searching for wellness balance. Your host is Paul Sandberg, a certified strength and conditioning specialist with nearly 20 years of experience in the health and fitness industry and degrees in human biology and business. At Boost Health, our passion is to learn and share new wellness tactics and help individuals create their own personal health strategy. Join us on this journey of being open-minded and trying new things. You can learn more at MyBoostHealth.com. Welcome to the show. Find your balance. 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 Find your balance. That is our goal here at Boost Health. Welcome to episode number 52 of the Boost Health Podcast. Today's show features a special focus on evaluating nutrient intake on a plant-based diet. I'll be covering which nutrients to watch for deficiency in, the truth about protein needs, the new superfood that will get my calcium and iron levels up all by itself, a full macronutrient breakdown of a normal day in a whole food plant-based eating world, a tool to assess your macronutrient and micronutrient needs based on your age, gender, weight, and activity level, what research is showing us about plant-based eating versus omnivorous eating from a nutrient profile perspective, and much more. First, a couple quick announcements, and we'll jump right into the show. Extra Boost Guides. I just released the very first Extra Boost Guide. These guides will be focused tutorials on various wellness topics that I see a need to provide a little bit of extra instruction on. The first guide is for a full body strength training program with no equipment required. This is a 37 page document that has pictures, descriptions, videos, and audio cues of all the different movements. These are the exact cues that I use in my personal training sessions to give my clients the best results possible. A dynamic warm-up, full body workout, and cool down are all included. It's great for workouts while you're traveling, uh, workouts at home, or even uh, just get some new ideas for your workouts at the gym. I will link to this in the show notes and blog so you can check it out. Facebook group. Join the Boost Health Facebook group if you haven't already done so. I created this group as a separate place to share wellness tactics, inspire each other, try new things, and have some fun. To join, just click on the link for the Facebook group at the bottom of the homepage of MyBoostHealth.com. Boost Health TV. If you're watching the Boost Health podcast right now, you obviously already know about Boost Health TV. But if you're just listening, just to let you know, there is a video format of all of the podcasts now on the Boost Health TV YouTube channel. I'll link to it in the show notes and blog so you can check it out. And newsletter, if you're not already signed up for the weekly boost newsletter, it's really easy. You just go to myboosthealth.com, put your email into the form on the homepage, and this way you won't miss out on any Boost Health news. And lastly, iTunes issue. Recently I had a little issue with iTunes where I had my title of the show and the byline on the show was too long. It was too many characters. And iTunes actually pulled Boost Health off of iTunes directory for a little while until I changed the title and the byline to the correct character max and uh, reapplied and got the show back on. So it's fine now, but you may have to resubscribe to the show uh, because it's under a new ID now. So check on that. If you're a subscriber, make sure you're still subscribed. And if you got unsubscribed, please resubscribe. 
And unfortunately, I also lost all of the ratings and reviews uh, when I changed the title and byline. So please, please, if you don't mind, go back in and rate and review the show if you've already done it. And if you haven't done it, that would really help too. It helps with new listeners to know that the show is good quality and worth listening to. So thank you all so much for understanding. And I really appreciate your help on that. All right. Now here's episode number 52, plant-based diet nutrient breakdown, prevent deficiency and thrive. Anyone who's switched to a plant-based diet has heard the normal set of questions and remarks from friends and family and colleagues. How do you get enough protein? What about fish? What about eggs? What about dairy? How do you get enough calcium? I don't think I could live without my fill in the blank. I'm just not sure this type of eating is for me. I exercise a ton and I feel like I would need more calories than I could get just from plants. These are just a few examples. And these are not bad questions and comments. They were things that I thought about before I started on this journey myself over five years ago. You can't help but have these feelings and concerns when you've eaten a completely different way your entire life leading up to that. It is totally normal to wonder if you're going to be able to perform at the same level uh, with such a major shift in your diet. Since I'm often asked how I get enough nutrients to keep and put on muscle while training aggressively in both cardio and strength disciplines, I decided I'd finally go ahead and break it down for a day. I'm not suggesting this is the holy grail of nutrient breakdowns. In fact, I even highlight a few opportunity micronutrients for myself. Instead, my goal is to show that plenty of nutrients can be acquired through plant-based nutrition, even for athletes. Now, I'm not a calorie counter or a macronutrient obsessor at all, but I do have a few self-induced nutrition rules that I follow. Number one, I fast every night for at least 12 hours. Number two, I fast once per week for 24 hours. Number three, I only eat plant-based whole foods. Number four, I eat only when I'm hungry if it's been more than two hours since I ate last and I'm not fasting. Number five, I make sure to eat fruits, vegetables, healthy fat, protein, and carbs with each meal. And number six, I supplement daily with B12, a multivitamin, five grams of master pattern amino acids, and five grams of creatine. First, let's take a look at dietary reference intakes to establish a goal. Now, I use the Dietary Reference Intake Calculator, or DRI, and it's on the USDA website, and it was created by Health and Medicine Division of the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine. I'll make sure to link to this in the show notes and blog so you can check it out. It does appear to be a purely scientific tool uh, to help healthcare professionals recommend general nutrition guidelines based on age, gender, height, weight, and activity level. It does not seem to be tainted with any obvious influence from big agriculture like some other tools. (laughs) For example, if you look at the Choose My Plate tool, which a lot of Americans are aware of, it still has this little circle on it that says dairy in the middle um, as a category all by itself, along with fruits and vegetables, grains, and protein. What is dairy doing there? Well, I think we all know (laughs) what's going on there. Um, Anyway, DRI, the calculator that I use, seems to be free of this kind of influence, um, so I decided to use it for reference with my plant-based diet to see how I was doing. So I put in my inputs into the DRI calculator, gender male, 
age 40, height six foot zero inches, weight 174 pounds, activity level, very active. Now this is the highest level. For my listeners outside of the US, don't worry, it has the option to do the calculator in the metric system as well. Now, after you put in your details, it generates a nice little report for you and it tells you what your needs are for calories, macronutrients, and micronutrients, which is your vitamins and minerals. Mine came back with macronutrient requirements of 3,605 calories, between 406 and 586 grams of carbohydrates, 63 grams of protein, and 80 to 140 grams of fat. So the question you might be wondering is, could I hit all of those goals on a plant-based diet? Well, let's dig into that. I'm going to share a typical day for me, which consists of four meals and a dessert. And I'll put all of the details of this in the blog if you want to look at it more closely. The four meals and the dessert, some days those four meals are exactly the same, which I know might even sound a little bit crazy to some of you. (laughs) Um, And then some days the fourth meal is actually something that we uh, use out of a cookbook a client of mine gave me called Everyday Kitchen by Vegan Richa. It's really, really good. There's actually a recipe in there as a good example. The firecracker chickpea salad with peanut dressing is super nutrient dense. It serves up 22 grams of protein and it adds a little spice in your life. It's really good. But for simplicity's sake, I'm going to go ahead and use the same meal for all four. Now, I usually eat my first meal at about 830 I used to wait until a little bit later to get a couple extra hours of fasting, but I don't feel the need to wait this extra hour or two now since I do a big 24-hour fast each week now. I just make my goal 12 hours or more daily of fasting overnight, as I mentioned earlier. I still eat the same number of meals, four, and the same foods, but the daily feeding window just starts and finishes a bit earlier. The main part of this meal, except the apple and peanut butter, is the vegetable curry, which I'll share the link to my recipe in the show notes and blog. I love this recipe so much. I've been eating it for years, almost daily. Uh, You can see when you look at the totals of the meal, it has a healthy dose of nutrients. The fats at 27 grams, uh, that might be alarming to you at first, but it's actually mostly non-saturated fat. It has 759 calories, 106 carbs, uh, and 27 grams of protein. It's very satiating. And when you run the numbers over all four meals, adding all four meals together, you come up with 3,471 calories, 114 grams of fat, 110 grams of protein, which might be surprising to some folks, and 430 carbs. And again, you can see the details of all the different ingredients uh, in the blog if you're interested. Now, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have dessert, even though I don't have this every single night, we'll go ahead and include it here. So my post-dinner enjoyment includes a bit of dark chocolate. It's about one-third of a serving size and two glasses of red wine. (laughs) This little treat adds 435 calories, six grams of fat, one gram of protein, and six carbs. So if you add all four meals plus the dessert together, you actually will see that I'm very close to what the DRI calculated that I needed earlier. My overall daily calories were 3,471 and the DRI recommended 3,605. So that's less than 200 calories away, pretty close. My total fat was 114 grams and the DRA range recommended between 80 and 140. So I'm right in there. My protein total was 110 grams and the DRI recommended 63 grams. So I am over that by a good bit, which is good to see. 
and my carbohydrate total was 430 grams and the DRI range was from 406 to 586. So right in the proper range there for carbohydrates as well. Again, this is based on my age, gender, height, weight, and activity level. So it's a pretty good uh, assumption of what I would need on a daily basis. I was pleased to see how in line my diet was with DRI, especially since it was entirely by happenstance. As I mentioned previously, I was just focused on eating a whole food plant-based diet and getting a healthy fat and protein with every meal. Now, some folks get a little obsessed, I think, with macronutrient percentages, but I included them here out of curiosity. My intake of 430 grams of carbs at 54% of total calories is probably enough to make somebody in the ketosis diet blush. But I personally think it's a little silly to completely focus on or remove an entire macronutrient like carbs. Yes, let's limit our refined sugar intake. I agree with that. But we need fruits and vegetables and the naturally occurring fiber in those. While there's always likely to be fad diets that focus on a particular macronutrient, it seems folks are starting now to become aware that this may not be the best strategy. A 2018 study in JAMA showed that macronutrient ratio differences do not make a difference in weight loss, i.e. low carb, low fat, etc. The study was one year long and it had over 600 participants. So we talked about macronutrients. What about micronutrients? I think I personally may have a few opportunity areas in getting enough micronutrients, but this just requires a little bit of planning to overcome. A 2018 study in nutrients found that a completely plant-based diet is suitable during pregnancy, lactation, infancy, and childhood, provided that it is well-planned. I like this example because the one body that's likely working harder than a daily exerciser like me is a pregnant or breastfeeding mother. The researchers noted that it's important to keep an eye on protein, fiber, omega-3 fatty acids, iron, zinc, iodine, calcium, vitamin D, and vitamin B12. Now, I honestly hadn't looked at my intake on some of these until I was writing this article. I found a nice online resource for nutrient content in vegan foods. It's called the Vegetarian Resource Group, or VRG. It gives you a nice list of plant-based foods for each nutrient and the amount of the nutrient in each. For example, if you look at calcium, and I'll link to all of this in the show notes and blog, If you look at calcium on the VRG website, you'll see that a cup of kale has 177 milligrams of calcium. Now, if you look at my requirements in the DRI calculator in that particular micronutrient calcium, you can see my recommended intake of calcium is 1,000 milligrams. So that's a lot of kale. Luckily, I get some in the fortified plant milk and my multivitamin, but I wanted to get more from a whole food source. And looking at the list on the VRG website, I saw blackstrap molasses sitting prominently at the top of the list of calcium-rich vegan foods at 400 milligrams per serving. Another opportunity for me, based on the foods that I eat, appears to be iron. I get some in lentils and chickpeas and spinach, but I wanted to get in a bit more. I checked out iron on the VRG website, and what is sitting on the top of the list as the best plant-based source of iron? Good old blackstrap molasses again with a whopping 7.2 milligrams per serving. This is almost all the way to my daily eight milligram iron goal. I'll be eating this superfood daily going forward. I've heard some folks argue that 
If a plant-based diet is so great, then why do you have to supplement? The truth is that a plant-based diet gets you far closer to overall nutrient needs than a standard omnivore diet. A 2014 study in nutrients compared the nutritional quality of vegan, vegetarian, semi-vegetarian, pesco-vegetarian, and omnivorous diets. The researchers used the Healthy Eating Index, or HEI, scoring system to value each of the participants' diets and found that the vegan diet scored the best while the omnivorous diet was the worst. Furthermore, the researchers found that the vegan diet had the lowest total calories, better fat intake profile, and highest dietary fiber. This was in contrast to the omnivorous diet, which was the opposite in each of these categories. One hit against the vegan diet was the low levels of calcium, which I've had a few people question me on. I've already addressed, however, how I'll be personally attacking this going forward with blackstrap molasses, which will easily get me to my goal. So there you have it. A plant-based diet has all the nutrients you need. Yes, you should eat mostly whole foods. Yes, it's going to require some effort and some planning. And yes, you will need to supplement B12. Now that said, it is most likely going to have a lot less holes nutritionally than a standard omnivorous diet. I talk more about how I lost 10% body fat, gained strength, and improved sport performance after switching to a plant-based diet in an article that I'll link to in the show notes and blog. You can really thrive on plants. Thank you all very much for listening to the show today. A few things you could do to help out Boost Health if you'd be so kind. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast in your podcast app. Leave a review on the Boost Health Facebook page. Subscribe to the Boost Health TV YouTube channel and follow My Boost Health on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also visit the Boost Health website at myboosthealth.com for links to everything along with more motivation and information. Until next time, this is Paul Sandberg saying goodbye and find your balance.